Greetings all. Welcome to the official launch of The Preacherly. This wilderness journey has been exactly one year in the making. It was not pleasurable or exciting. However, it has been enlightening and challenging as it relates to me growing into what God has destined for me and to begin and continue my healing process. Let me just start by sharing with you how the preacher lady came to fruition and then share what God has placed on my heart to inspire and encourage you as you walk through your own journey to enlightenment. As Joseph told his brothers at their reunion, which you can find in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Now, I may not be chosen to save many lives, but I can promise you that those individuals who meant to hurt me meant for my rack and ruin, God flipped the table in the sanctuary once again and built my lemonade stand. Instead of having those who mocked and betrayed me by continuing to throw lemons at me, God gave me this platform, my lemonade stand. What's that old adage? When life gives you lemon, make lemonade. Some people even go as far as saying add salt and tequila. To be honest, maybe I would have chanted that from the mountaintops in my hedonistic days. But now, I'm more apt to cry out, build a lemonade stand, sell some lemonade. With age, I've grown wiser, just a little, but with God, I'm growing stronger. Someone very close to me, as well as their colleague, laughed at me serving in my outreach and women's ministries, for working in the nonprofit sector. When I tearfully confided in this person about one of my nonprofit gigs ending, they betrayed my confidence and happily shared with their colleague, saying, hey, the devil sure is busy. Oh, they laughed at my misfortune as if they were genuinely overjoyed if the enemy were in fact wreaking havoc in my life. Oh, stop. She gets the worst job, their colleagues replied. In response to me working for a domestic violence shelter, I still can't wrap my head around that. They laughed at me for majoring in ministry at a Christian university. They mocked me by calling me the preacher lady. Now, I happened to hear all of this on a recorded phone conversation between the two of them. There, there were other things said by these two individuals on numerous occasions that were nothing less than cruel, vicious, and just downright nasty. Now, don't misunderstand. When I say colleague, they were so much more than that. They just so happened to be working together. And I choose not to use the general term used to describe such a relationship. Sometimes you have to rise above. Now, I am changing the names to protect the guilty in this case. And this show isn't about them. 
It isn't about them at all. I made the past year of my life about this show is about turning life's rotten and bad lemons, not only into a refreshingly sweet but tart cool drink, but also about building a deeply rooted and strong foundation to launch yourself into the next level. But, however, although, don't get it twisted, I will most definitely share what happened to me 365 days ago in my December 26th podcast titled The Iceberg of Infidelity. That day and the 20 grueling and arduous days leading up to December 26th changed my entire fabric of being completely. It changed family members. It changed coworkers. It shook my foundation to the core. There is someone out there about to or is at this very moment going through what I did. And just like me, they have no one to carry that cross with them. Even Jesus had his Joseph to carry his burden to Golgotha. So, I will put down my embarrassment, my shame of what happened to me a year ago at the hands of those two individuals to share my testimony and help my sister or my brother pick up their cross and carry it. Let me tell you something. Pain is pain, period. No matter how you slice it, but the difference is in who is doing the carving. Family, friend, wife, husband, son, daughter, sister, brother. The more intimate the relationship, the deeper the incision, thus making the pain greater. That person who I trusted for the past 23 years, mockingly, called me the preacher. As if it were something belittling, something silly, as they love to describe me and my outlook on life. When I think back on when they used that term, that sinking feeling would nudge its way up from the depths of my soul. My eyes pooled in the corners of my already swollen eyes. My nose began to increasingly sting and burn as deeply as those words I heard that person say on many occasions. Wow, that incision went clear down to the white. You feel me? Suffice it to say, I was overwhelmingly hurt, embarrassed, ashamed, and every other negative adjective you can come up with. I ultimately found out about the deception on December 26, 2018. This is the significance for the official launch of this ministry today. It took me a solid 365 days of crying, wailing, fighting, 
praying, screaming, shouting, threatening, to no avail, to be still, as in Psalms 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. In my stillness, which at times, I'm going to be honest, I tossed, turned, kicked, screamed, shouted, fell out, caught the vapors, pulled my wig off, put my wig on. During that time, God gave me blueprints to build this lemonade stand while he caught all those rotten and pitted lemons that he would eventually have me wash, knead, cut, squeeze, add, pour, and eventually sell. He took what they meant to hurt me, calling me the preacher lady, and turned it into this ministry to help those on the same journey of rediscovery, rejuvenation, rededication, but most of all, his redemption. And the joy they've stolen from me. He has given me redemption in helping others who have been cut to the core, who have been beyond betrayed, who have been mercilessly mocked. Beloved, there is light in the darkness. There will be a dawn of a new day. Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wilderness. God is getting ready to do a brand new thing in your life. I was so blinded by my waves of tears and sinking deeper deeper into a self-induced depression. Over what? Because someone betrayed me, betrayed a 23-year relationship? That was just the tip of the iceberg. Remember, stay tuned, December 26th. That, I get. That betrayal, I get. That I understand feeling like someone knocked the wind right out of your sails. Now, we're all adults, and even a Christian knows what transpires when someone decides to step out of the ring. I don't mean a boxing ring, and I'm not Michael Buffer. But to tell you the truth and shame the devil, I heard him sitting right here chanting, Let's get ready to rumble. I wanted to drop kick, suplex, headbutt, uppercut, windmill, those folks who hurt me. Beloved, they hurt me badly. But my heartache and despair came from being laughed at. From being ridiculed by someone I had established a covenant with 23 years earlier. That's what drove me to the edge. That's what had me circling the drain. That's the warped and scratched record I kept playing in. Hearing those voices on a recorded phone conversation, which I did not record myself. That's what happens when you use secret messaging and calling apps. Making fun of my decision to study ministry and to 
to work serving the homeless community, brown bag lunches, or rallying a group of teens to help clean up their own neighborhood. These are the worst jobs. But they laughed at Jesus too, didn't they? Yeah. They spit in his face and called him names also, remember? So Jesus built the ultimate amazing. He rose again. And just like Jesus, we will all rise again from the pain and betrayal of those we either call friend or family. But Jesus had to walk through it in order to get where he needed to be. It simply isn't possible for us to be hurt and betrayed and not feel anything. It just can't happen. Jesus felt pain, isolation, fear, rejection, despair, you name it. Our Lord and Savior felt it, experienced it. But more importantly, he survived it. And so can we through his strength. Let me give you three nuggets to chew on. If you find yourself facing life in a pillory, having rotten and pitted lemons thrown at you, in the form of betrayal, backstabbing, deceit, mockery, or lies. What's that old catchphrase that came out in the early 2000s? What would Jesus do? Ask yourself this. What did Jesus do? Number one, he kept pressing on. John 19, 16 through 18. Carrying his cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Bogotá. You've got to go through it. Beloved, I know it's hard and you just want the pain to go away, but it ain't. You've got to go through it and keep pressing forward. My brother went through the same exact betrayal and always reminded me, you got to touch the ground, Tracy. You got to hit rock bottom. So there's only but one way to go, and that's up. This is what it means when you're crowning. In childbirth, it's when a baby is emerging. Your big, big blessing is right there on the cusp. You can't stop now. You can't wish the pain away, pray the pain away. You got to keep moving. Keep pushing, keep pressing. And trust me, at that stage of having those little bundles of joy is the most painful of all. It's actually called the ring of fire, but trust me, you know what? That's just too much TMI. Let's move on. Number two, Jesus kept his mouth shut in the presence of his enemies. Matthew 27, 12 through 14. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply. Not even a single charge to the great amazement of the governor. I can't stress enough how important it is to keep your mouth shut when dealing with those who have cut you to the core. 
Shut your mouth. Cállate la boca. My mistake initially was letting that person know on a daily basis that their treacherous ways had devastated me. When I think back to how I kept pleading for a reason, why they did what they did, it's embarrassing. If I had only opened my mouth to God earlier and shut my mouth to the offender, I could have saved myself so much disappointment. Not in them, but in myself. Number three, and this is going to be the most hardest of it all. He forgave. Luke 23:34. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I know, I know, I know. I've read every book on forgiveness. I've watched every T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen, and Joyce Meyer sermon on forgiveness. I've listened to every Kirk Franklin, every Hezekiah Walker, every Jeremy Camp, every Elevated Worship, every Marvin Sapp, every Pamela Mann, every for king and country praise and worship song I could find. I attended an eight-week study and an ultimate encore event on freedom through forgiveness at my church. I begged God to build a time machine for me to jump into. I cried out to Jesus, give me amnesia. I pleaded with the Holy Spirit to do a Jedi mind trick on me to make me forget. Nothing else. That's because I was looking for an act and not a process. I was looking for a one and done. Forgiveness absolutely does not work like that. My frustration with forgiveness was that I thought I had to forget. We all relate forgiveness with forgetting, and the two are not interchangeable. Forgiveness does not mean you forget to the point of having amnesia or a spiritual lobotomy. Forgiveness is just what God promised as it relates to forgetting. In Hebrews 8.12, For I will forgive their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more. Focus on the forgiving part, and soon you'll remember their sin against you no more. I want to thank you for joining me here in The Preacher Lady, our official launch. We're going to do this journey together. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to dig deeply to establish our firm and balanced foundation. Not just build on top of shaky ground. We're going to clean and disinfect our wounds for proper healing, not just flat bandages on top of the infected. So, beloved, join me next week. We'll talk again. Peace and blessings.